Welcome to episode 160 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. We are getting up there in numbers, guys, as you guys can see. And of course, this is only the second episode of 2024, so I hope you guys tap in. Make sure you're catched up on everything we've done in 2023, okay? So we have our new segment called the Crazy Client Chronicles. Make sure you submit your entries in. They can be anonymous. We just want to get to a space where we can talk about these conversations and have conversations about things that don't necessarily go right in entrepreneurship and how we can continue to grow and learn um, and just be the best best people that we can be in the business arena. So today I'm joined with Amethyst. How are you, Amethyst? I'm good. Amethyst, Amethyst and I'm gonna have you. I'm, I'm gonna have you bring in yourself, okay? But the one thing I can say that I absolutely love, I love the combination of fashion and mental health. That's one thing I love, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and how they correlate, and also a lot about mental health and in fashion, because, yeah, it get a little mm. challenging. <laughs> we're going to say that. We're gonna, I'm not going to say it gets hard. I'm going to say it gets challenging, and you're the state of your mental health in fashion, because I feel like because fashion is just so shallow mm. and so driven on social and being fitting and what you're wearing and how you look mm-hmm. it can really ta- really have a big big effect on your self-esteem your well-being not feeling enough not feeling adequate and we are going to tap into some of that stuff and also all of those things tie directly into entrepreneurship you know so Emma just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are from yes um so I am from like your sweater by the way Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm from originally Brooklyn, mm-hmm. moved to Long Island when I was about nine, mm-hmm. family up, and just was like, you know what, I want a better life for my siblings. Mm-hmm. Moved out to Suffolk County, um, bit of a culture shock there. I lived uh, in Bayshore before. So, Girl. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, I will say that mental fashion has lived in my head for a while. Didn't come into fruition to about two years ago, Okay, I would say. So it was just, you know, a really just uh, like challenging time. Mm-hmm. Um, I had lost my eldest sibling and fashion was our thing. Mm-hmm. Like when we go places, that's how we express ourselves. So I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. I can't be this introverted person that I always was I just was like you know what fashion spoke for me that's it I didn't Mm -hmm. have to say it's visual language yeah so I said that's enough and then I was like you know what let me just start it I want just other black introverted women Mm -hmm. because that's another group that just doesn't exist and people don't know how to deal with and so you get these labels um so often you have an attitude I'm conserving my energy there's a difference Absolutely. But it's, you have an attitude. And then add that on to dressing well. Who does she think she is? <laughs> and then we're Posh, put... bougie, stush. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And then you lose your individuality. Mm. And so I was like, you know what? Let's take this space. Let's bring it to the forefront. Don't be, you know, so introverted anymore because there has to be someone who is like the younger me that needed it. So I just forced myself to just hit record first. I was just clicking it. I was like, I get it. Let's walk away. Mm-hmm. And then once I started like bringing myself more to the forefront, I saw a lot of people connect. 
and uh, more so DMs because you know they're still introverted they're not ready yet uh-huh. um, and then it just started kind of growing and taking off and I started getting um, just clients and working with amazing black women in tech and mm-hmm. just all over helping and you know just styling them for conferences and from there I was like you know what this is my purpose but like making them feel and look good from the outside and the inside yeah do you have like particular tactics that help to get people out of not get them out of it because if you're naturally introvert yeah but like to help them like get to their goals like oh well I'm introverted but I want to do this like do you have certain tactics for helping people get there because and I, this is just me I had a a a potential client recently that had a phone conversation with me and I could just tell I was just like you in your head mm. really tough and I feel like you you kind of like you kind of self-sabotaging and Ooh. I'm like I don't really know but for me I didn't know how to really coach her I just told her I said you know it's okay she said I've been on the verge of tears I said but it's okay to let them mm. out it's okay to be vulnerable. She's like, I'm so tired of social media. It's overbearing. I just feel like crying. Da, da, da. I have my son. And I was just like, it's like, and I, I don't, I couldn't really relate because I'm like, well, fix your mind. And it's like, and it's like, I, can't, I didn't yeah. say that, but in my mind, it's just like, mind control is a very important thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, you really are allowing yourself to overwhelm yourself calm down so, true. so after a while like it was supposed to be a 15 minute conversation <laughs> it was like a discovery call it ended up being 45 minutes because i'm like she just i feel like she needed to just hear something and at first i was just like girl just calm down but as i continue to talk to her i'm just like it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to mm-hmm. not be okay it's okay to take a week off it's okay to take breaks like everything's not all pressure like, i want to get to a plateau i'm just i'm not there yet and i'm just like and even when you get there you come back down and you gotta figure that out. I'm like, from the outside looking in, you may think that I got it all together, and that's why you're calling me to talk to me, but I don't. I yeah. have made it really, really great and made a lot of success, but I've had a lot of pitfalls. And I'm like, in entrepreneurship and business, baby girl, it's not like it's just up or down. <laughs> it's up and down, it's up and down. Um, but I don't always know how to relay that to somebody else. Like if I'm talking to them, because I am a mentor, I am a coach. And sometimes they don't, when they get on those calls with me, they don't want to talk about fashion. They need a pep talk. And I don't really know how to do it all the time, you know, especially for people that are introverted. So do you have any tips for that? Um, I would just say uh, your, um, your time might be a little bit different, but I, like you said, sometimes it just turns into something longer. So Mm -hmm. I just take the time to clear my day. And then I just put myself, I mean, it's easier for me to step into their shoes, mm-hmm. but I would say I just ask them um, what their goal is. Mm-hmm. We dig into that just, you know, a little over about five minutes. Through that, there's keywords that I'm listening for. Um, when you are feeling a certain way, you don't realize it. Like, same way you like somebody. Mm-hmm. You, you keep saying that name all the time. Same thing with the way that you think about yourself. I'm not ready. Um, or you'll find different ways to craft Mm-hmm. and say that when you pick up on those cues you start to tailor the way that you speak to them because you could say oh you look good in this but they're not worried about them looking good they're worried about how they look to others right so then you tailor your speech a little bit so you're not saying oh this is going to look good on you mm-hmm. then okay. you figure out where they're going oh this would be perfect for that occasion so i gotta ask them a question i'm like girl <laughs> what's wrong and so, but after a while i was just like let me and I, I was like, let me ease up off her. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was about to give her hell. But only, only thing was, I've, I've spoken to her many times. And I was like, oh, I already okay. said this to her. I said this to her at lunch. I said this to her at dinner. Like, I've said this to her so many times. I'm just like, girl, 
I need you to calm down. Yeah. But I also need you to write things down. You got oh, everything up good, here. And I feel like you need to put some things down on paper, whether it's your schedule, whether it's your thoughts, and you need to journal them out. But all that stuff you got running through your head right now, out. and you ain't put it nowhere where you can physically see it, that's yeah. the first, I guess, that's my always my first recommendation that's is a great writing things do. down because if it's stuck up here, you going to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and well, for me, I do. I'm like, I got to write this down because well, to me, once I write it down, I release it. Like yeah. and it's and it's on it's gone now. Like I don't care. I wrote it down. I got over it. Whatever. And then it's just there, and I don't care about it anymore. That is so true. I actually, um, there was a post that I made recently, and it for whatever reason just gained so much traction. Mm-hmm. And it was God comes to me in the middle of the night, and I'm just like, all right, time to go to bed. Put on my little rain. I'm like, we're good. And then I just felt this up in with this and I was just I'm trying I'm trying I got a big presentation tomorrow like I just want to really and I just felt it's so dope that your name is a crystal (laughs) the crystal that I keep next to my bed I have I have them I keep amethyst next to my bed I keep amethyst next to my bed I keep a black tourmaline and a um, pyrite in my kitchen and then I also have a black tourmaline and a pyrite in my I'm not too like uh, I don't know too much about that all Mm -hmm. I know is thank my mom for that Uh Um, and people have been misspelling it ever since Mm -hmm. saying it ever since can I call you Amy? no you can't no Um, (laughs) how do you not know how to say that right? I don't know but they can say Tchaikovsky so but there's that they call me Lindsay so it's okay yeah stupid I know Um, yeah, but, um, so he, you know, God just kind of spoke to me. He's like, write this down. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. I took that idea. I found a video that I connected with. I already had it saved in my phone. Mm-hmm. She's like, just do it. I did it. Set it, forget it. It was like right before Christmas. Came back into the new year and, um, I just started getting a lot of notifications. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's going on with my phone? Like, what is this? And then next thing you know, it's comments comments and I was like oh okay it was like a thousand views that's that's nice mm-hmm. and then and it hit like five and I'm like okay this is my goal that's it if I could only reach one person out of the five thousand that's fine okay and when I saw it hit 10 20 30 40 then it went to 100 then it went to 200,000 and I'm just sitting there like and it was not only that it's the community of conversations people actually expressing they were introverts too mm-hmm. they experienced all of this from that a couple of people you know working with them like fashion you know styling oh like you know this and that so there was some like growth from it it's just like it was only further confirmation that when you hold it inside like you said and you don't get it out you don't write it down mm-hmm. you don't know who it's gonna reach you don't know who this can touch true. it and then that was me self-sabotaging because I wanted comfort mm-hmm. instead of prioritizing the purpose I had okay I love that <laughs> do you um like when it comes to like your personal style first Tell me how you would like describe it in like three adjectives and then how when you're working with like your clients, what is your process for getting to know and understanding their style so that you can actually, you know, create, get things there. That's actually a really big um, thing. For me, my personal style, I would say it is the auntie, it is the cousin, and it is the sister. Auntie, cousin, sister. (laughs) I am all of those. I love those elegant pieces mm-hmm. um like one day i'm gonna walk in like hillary and another day i might just walk in feeling like Aaliyah. sometimes i'll find a way to mash the two okay. i might be hardcore rock it doesn't matter hillary and Aaliyah is a hard mash because it's like tomboy and like clueless <laughs> like, but you can you can you do can it, do it. <laughs> you can it can do be it. done 
Now I'm going to go home and try to put together an outfit to combine stuff. And I show up to work in that office, corporate, no matter, I will do it. I hear that. And I definitely... You know, when you're in corporate, they always want to touch you. You know, I just experienced that. They like Um, to touch you. No words, just... Yes, so weird. Like, oh, it it, it don't matter if it's your clothes, your purse, a scarf, your hair. Oh, the hair bothers me. They go (laughs) straight up. Damn. (laughs) Or they want an explanation. They're like, so that's not all your hair? How does that work? Your hair was completely different yesterday. It grew so long. I'm just sitting there (laughs) like, all right. I was like, okay, I'll let it. Like, white people don't know what extensions is. They don't know. They do, though, because they wear them. So why is it that hard? They had hard? it first. But... Right, exactly. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then I think with uh, my clients, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I asked them their top three styles, and I asked them to send me their inspiration. Okay. From there, once I match that with their goals, and let's say someone's a little bit less confident about their arms. You can always tell them their style. Those things are critical. So okay. I always say, what's your biggest? My mama's one of those. Yeah, let me have my arms. <laughs> let, me have my, let me have my belly. We'll take a picture. Are you standing in front of me? Like, she's, yep. she's, she's like that. My mama's like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, I just figure out what they're trying to uh, work their way to confidence towards, get their three styles, and from then, even if it's trendy or not, how can we... Like, if I'm wearing this, this, I love little things like this. I love because... that. I want to steal it from you. <laughs> I literally, you know what's crazy? Can I tell you something crazy, though? Yeah. There's a sketch on my wall that looks like this. No turtleneck, though. It's a crew neck. And oh. it is. it has the balloon. And it's, but I've had the sketch for about five years. And it's a top. It crisscrosses exactly like that. It has oh. a bubble like that. It is a knit fabric. It just doesn't have the turtleneck. It's a crew neck. I actually neck. have a black one without the, the turtleneck. turtleneck. It looks exactly like it. I'm telling I never you, thought I to put it in a sweater material, but I got some of this. In my Ready? studio, in yeah. yellow, blue, and brown Ooh, right now. <laughs> I have a mustard, and I just made a hat out of it, and I just made a scarf, and I'm like, that can be a scarf. See, is that not a scarf? Did you could just throw on something? This is what I do when I want to be like a little right. I'm looking at it. I'm breeze. like, girl, I just got a whole idea. You want that in the hat? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's a whole outfit, and this is just like my process. I go on Pinterest, I find something that I like, and then I tailor it to my body. Like I know I'm. I know I'm curvy. Mm-hmm. And so going into the office, um, I'm a busty woman. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. So I right. find ways to kind of just cover it. Mm-hmm. And then if I want to go out with my girls after, I know I can take it off. Mm-hmm. And then just like, but that's essentially when I'm working with people too. They tell me the same thing. Um, I want to wear a nice dress, but they don't like their arms. This is something that you could do. It's mm-hmm. a, a different way to do a shawl. Gotcha. So tell me this. I have a segment called, it's a, it's a success or it's a disaster. Tell okay. me about a time in your entrepreneurial journey where something has went really bad, but you learned something from that experience what, that it was able to make you a better businesswoman. Mm. It used to be contracts for, for y'all and deposits for stylists. Contracts and deposits. It was, it started out as a disaster, but it turned to a success. It was one of my first clients, mm-hmm. and I didn't set boundaries. Um, I think the introvert in me just wanted to be understanding of someone who's not understood. Mm-hmm. And so I was compromising my time and not setting that boundary. Mm-hmm. It was picking pieces like all the time. And I didn't have a perfect system. I knew I wanted to help, but I didn't know how just yet. Mm-hmm. So I was finding pieces. I had, um, I knew what their style was. I know what they were looking for. And I knew that they wanted to tailor their fashion, but to corporate for um, an event. And so I said, okay. I made myself way too available. 
Okay. Yeah, so, I know that, that. I know that issue. Yeah, so that line blurred really quickly, and mm-hmm. then I saw it seep into my other relationships, and I was like, you know what? You can't operate off of E, mm. and I got drained, and then that led me to not doing anything. Mm. And I needed a longer reset had I just set that boundary to begin with. That happened to me. I, when I yeah. did custom, I had a very bad experience and I just stopped. I stopped for about a year and a half oh, because wow. I never set any boundaries. And then I also didn't know how to send them off because yeah. I moved, I've moved here. I'm living here, but I'm still taking custom clients in Chicago. And I still have custom clients in New York and it's prom season. And yeah. I went to Chicago because I had a lot of uh, clients there, and I went there with all their dresses. But because I was here, they sent me their measurements. When I got mm-hmm. there, half the shit didn't fit. And I was at my grandmother's house, and we had all these dresses that didn't fit. And I had my grandmother up at 2 o'clock in the morning helping me trying to fix these damn dresses. And then I had to call off of work an extra three or four days. And stay in Chicago because like I can't come back with the dresses like these girls' yeah. proms are in like two or three weeks. I gotta leave them here. Called off work, came back home to a dog that hadn't been fed like four or five days, and I left with a friend that she did me dirty. And then also mm-hmm. I hadn't accumulated that much PTO either, so I'm just like I lost a whole bunch of money. I just spent some extra time. Like my dog was like it literally it made me so it got me so mad that I didn't do it for a year and a half then I got in a relationship and then I was too full of the doggone nigga that I wasn't (laughs) doing what I was supposed to be doing um but I I had but I but that was not setting boundaries not knowing how to say no and that's when I completely removed myself from custom and I haven't done this since then that was in 2015 and I have not done custom and then I took a break and I didn't really do anything with my brain decided to teach and to consult and to help others, and I started that in uh, 2017. But that I had a two-year break where I was just like, I ain't making nothing. Like these yeah. people that pay, I just worked in the fat, corporate fashion. I was working in hosiery, girl. I worked in hosiery, handbags, and I think women's dresses at the time, which was only black girl at everyone because I kept hopping from job to job. So I was the only black girl at everyone. But I'm always trying to get some money for now. But like I, my creative side was gone, and I didn't want to do yeah. nothing because of like the boundaries that I didn't set. And then I, of course. Me rushing, them dresses wasn't that good, and them, you know, the feedback was very mean. Like, yeah, you can't sell when you fucked up my dress, and I was just like, well, you fucked up after you wore it, like at the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you ain't messed up before you got in the limo to get to prom, right? You, you still got up. the nice pictures, and, right? You got nice. It's, it was afterwards, right? Yeah. Okay. She's like, what, it was like also what a grace that because some of them ass was stepping on these trains and breaking their own dresses. Like you got to be graceful. <laughs> One girl tool ripped out. I'm like, you. Well, you stepped on it. You got to lift it up. And walk. But still, it should have been secured better. So it was just my fault, honestly. But boundaries is where yeah. we at. So my last segment before we leave is it's a it's a muse. So if you could share like a quote, an affirmation, a mantra, a prayer, a book, anything that continues to push you forward that you want to share with another entrepreneur. Mm. Oh, I have so many in my head. I guess the biggest one is just be the you that you always needed not the one that you wanted be the you you've always needed not the one that you wanted I like that yeah. okay sometimes you think like I be wish the you, you that know. you always needed yeah okay I like so that because needs and wants are so different I'm you learning that as right. I get older and mm-hmm. some things I, I thought it. I wanted 
don't want them anymore, right? <laughs> I so don't. if you can also throw out like your social media handles, your website, if you have any events or anything coming up that you want to announce, and of course we'll put this in the show notes as well. Um, no, just uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mental Fashion. It's spelled M-E-N-T-A-L-L. Double L, people. Yeah, double L because mm-hmm. it's meant for all and mm-hmm. it's mental. I like so, that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's just that's it. And um, I'm working mm-hmm. on some other things, so you're gonna catch me global. Okay, uh, in a few days. On. Yeah, where you going? Um, Look at me. Paris. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you go uh, with a group or by yourself? Or? By myself. I'm in Paris by myself too. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but it's fashion week, so. Eat, love, pray. You seen that movie? I didn't. I she heard about it. She was by herself, and that's all she did. It was if she went to Paris and Italy and stuff like that. I had a great time in Paris by myself. And make oh. sure you go to the Moulin Rouge show. I was just about to ask where's the number one place I the should Moulin, go. The Moulin Rouge show, because there's only one black girl on that stage with all them white girls. Mm. And she ran off the stage afterwards, and she gave me a hug. She probably into the black person in years. <laughs> but her body looks just like you know cause they all have to be in complete unison but go to um, go to the Mulan Rouge so Crazy Ace go there Crazy Ace got it absolutely got it. yeah and I got a piece of place that I'll get to forget the name of it but I'll tell you offline okay, okay. alright well thank you so much for joining right. me thank I appreciate you and as I always say guys stay black peace out <laughs>